Hello, everybody, and welcome. I'm back to the latest episode of Square Triangle. I'm back. Uh, welcome back, Deca. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't remember what happened. It was last week. That's old news already. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how that's kind of how the wrestling world works. As soon as you think you've got all, it's the the Roddy Piper quote. As soon as you think you've got all the answers, you change the questions and move on and just move <laughs> forward. Yeah. What uh, we do here. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, we are going to be talking about Survivor Series today. Um, I think uh, X had a really good way of putting it before we started recording. Called it the, what did you, what did you call it? The filler sandwich? Yes, I called it a filler sandwich. It is mayo. two, two filling slices of bread with some stuff between them. <laughs> I, I, would say, I would say if we're looking at the sandwiches, like, let's say five parts, right? We've got the, the bread of the, uh, the War Games matches. We've got the meat. <laughs> of uh gunther miz we've got a piece of tomato and we've got a little bacon and that's our sandwich yeah, yeah. it, it was some way meat the the tomato the, the tomato of like uh dragon lee uh santos escobar and the little bacon strip of ray ripley versus zoe stark and then we got the other bread piece of the other war games match and then we got like a little for some reason we have the little uh the little fork that they put in, in, in at the chilies yeah. on, top, on the top of the burger I can't we'll get remember into all of that. I can't remember. Is this Starver Series is one of their like top four, right? Yes. Yeah, it's one of the big it's the last of the big four pay-per-views. That just it makes is, a lot yeah. of these matches like just more confusing to have on this card, I guess. Like some of these so, singles so matches what, for a bigger event they, that they consider. What they used to do with this instead of doing the instead of doing the war games matches was the brand supremacy. They used to do the Survivor the Survivor Series style matches where yeah. like, you know, it's the elimination tags. Um, but they like these better. Yeah, I mean, they're um, a funner match. There's a funner match more, to watch. They're a more fun match. Um, I, I like, I, I would like, I would have liked them to slap in one. I think they could have done one, uh, this traditional Survivor Series match. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Uh, I like, I like, I like the offerings that we were giving at least the, the War Games matches were fun. Uh, and we start off with the women's war games match, which was uh, damage control, which is currently Bailey, Oscar, Io Sky, and Kyrie Sane uh, versus Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. Yeah, I mean, and this was a pretty fun match. Uh, we'll get to it. Like, Io Sky stole the show in this match. Oh, really, absolutely jumping off the jumping off in the trash can. Well, it's also that it's like it's just. Uh, that was some lucha underground shit. Like the some of the storyline, some of the storylines going in here, it's very similar to the men's war game match where everybody here has had a problem with damage control. Uh, much like everybody in the men's one had a problem with Judgment Day, mm-hmm. and we have Shotzi on the team, which took me by surprise because I thought she was only on the team to take the pinfall, and I think we were talking in the Discord. Uh, with Shotzi that assumption, was, did really well in this match. I think she took that like it's either like an oversized trash can lid or like a walk. I don't know what it was, uh-huh. but uh-huh. it's I like it when a, it was an oversized trash can lid. Because I think when, that's the one that Kyrie bought in. Yeah, when Kyrie swung that, it didn't hit her flat. It kept hitting her like on the edge of the fucking lid. And uh, I think she got busted open. And yeah, she sure was like though. bleeding out like the side of her head at the end of the match. Uh, I mean, yeah, this was. An all right match. It didn't get like too crazy. 
uh, I would say. Like, there was the one EO spot, but a lot of it was, I guess, I guess kept pretty safe uh, during there's this match. Of, there's a lot of will they, won't they between Charlotte and Becky Lynch. And my friend that I was watching it with, the moment they hugged, he was like, I feel like that kind of took the match down a little bit. Like, we don't need that. Yeah, they, like, yeah, they totally had a they totally had a best friends moment. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gotta give the people what they want. Yeah. No, the, uh, giving people what they I, want I, is damage control winning. Yeah. And not barely well, being... I don't know. This is, have... a, this is Again, this is one of the big four. So, like, heels very rarely go over on uh, a big four people. Well, the, the way that I say it is, like, you have a new damage control. New mm-hmm. members. You have a hot return mm-hmm. in Kyrie. You have a new addition in Asuka. You have an incredibly popular women's champion. Sure. And you're still having them lose. Like... Yeah. Because just, I really do believe that's a plot device for something that's going to occur in the near future, though. So I feel believe I feel believe Bailey's getting kicked the, out. Like so, so yeah. it, no, no, no doubt about it. I really do think that you know. I think at this point, everybody sees that one of these members is getting booted. You know, being Bailey and all, and I think that was a plot device to set that up. Yeah. So yeah. we'll find out in the next couple of weeks if that is true. But beyond that, I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with how that match ended. No, it was a pretty fun match. Uh, I think it's went 30 minutes, but like aside from like the EO spot and the Kyrie like hitting people with the trash can lid, like you had your normal stuff like the kendo sticks. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a moment Becky, I think Becky missed a couple of those on. Um, I think it was Bailey. Yeah, she was trying to climb the cage. Uh, it seemed like Did they were trying to set a- up. What's up? There was a spot where they chained up Becky and uh, yeah. and Bianca Belair, and you just get this mm-hmm. really good reaction image from Bianca Belair. She's like, "Yeah," where, and then I think they they hit him with back to back running drop knees kicks. or drop kicks. They, yeah. they did drop kicks. Yeah, there were several moments in this match. I feel like they were setting up for spots, but somebody wasn't in position to actually execute them. Like there yeah, were some really. Really weird moments, like, I can't remember, but I think, like, somebody was on the corner and they were wrapping her in a chain, but it never went anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, Kyrie was I, trying I to wrap up somebody. And apparently Shotzi, well, went to, like you said, went to the school of uh, John Cena's call, spot she, calling. Shotzi was calling this match, like, Shotzi just... was calling spots, and they called her on camera doing it. So many times, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Look, like, at, at least with the War Games match, there's like ten, nine other people, nine other cats you have to wrangle. I no, don't know what excuses. No, this was when there were four women in the cage. Like, yeah. that's, that is two more people that John Cena has to deal with. I'm just like, Shotzi, like, listen, what the fuck? I, I don't mind this. It's just, it's just a quirk to me, and it's funny. Okay, yeah, it's, it's totally funny good. as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at this if this was like the nineties when and they caught them doing that, that that'd be one thing. But this is, you know, we are we all been new. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, and we have I think one of the cooler spots was before the trash can like crossbody is her using the chain to pull it up to her from yes. the outside. That was a really I thought, cool spot. I thought that was really cool, the, the pulley system. Uh, that's the first time I've ever seen a pulley system in a match. And like it gave this. it did, it gave Dakota Kai uh, something to do while she was outside the cage. Uh, if you think about it, every time they hang someone in like a bull rope match, that's also the pulley system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody gets. There was like two missed attempts. I think one hit Shotzi earlier, mm-hmm. and then I. They went for a second, or they hit, I think, Bianca, the first one, and then they went for Shotzi, but she missed and got hit with the uh, spray from the fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and that kind of led to well you said a uh a nasty looking manhandle slam from the top rope yeah, After we watched that, that looked rough yeah. and, and then they replayed it and i was like oh that looks rough i'm just like becky's not even like holding her as they fall off this top turnbuckle but uh yeah bailey takes the slam takes the pin and this is probably going to lead to a uh a bailey getting kicked out so that was uh, fun. Charlotte oh, had, oh, also to add one thing, Charlotte did have a moonsault in this match where she absolutely need EO in the head. No, I, EO yes. literally has scars on her head. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I remember that moonsault and like the knee came right down on top of EO's head and she's laying on the ground just like this afterwards, <laughs> like just trying to hold like just trying not to sell like I just got fucking need in the face. <laughs> like yeah. You gotta, you gotta li- let loose on that rotation. You can't rotate so goddamn hard on that. Like, I'm saying that, I know I'm saying that as, like, a non-performer, but, like, I've seen what a good moonsault looks like. I can tell you what a good moonsault looks like. Yeah. That's not it. So, and, and, and good... in the scrum, she was like, oh, I had to get a moonsault in. I'm like, no, bitch, you, didn't. you didn't. You did not. You actually did not need to be in this match. <laughs> like, we could have had <laughs> any other woman. <laughs> like, uh, But I, I was, I thought, I think because... With the knowledge that Shotzi was calling this match like on the fly, I think that bumps Shotzi up a few a few notches in my in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't do. Yeah, she did pretty a pretty good job of actually directing traffic in uh, some of those spots. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I really yeah, and it. like like I said, that's nine other cats you have to wrangle, including yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I like am a appreci- player coach. Another, I am so appreciating Kyrie's. I'm appreciating Kyrie's like look now. Like she just has like a great look for a wrestler. Mm. Uh, but yeah, everybody showed up here. Everybody did their stuff. Uh, personally, I feel like Damage Control probably would have been better with this win. The girls on the other team can take a pinfall and not lose any credibility. And you know, you have your team with your champion losing, so it's just That's true. I just yeah. feel like she didn't eat. She didn't eat the pin. So like Shotzi could have easily eaten the pin, and nobody would have lost any like credibility. It was just I, one of those, I feel like it maybe it was a misbook, but I don't know. I, I don't know if it was a misbook, but it, I think I think I could see either way of this match going. That's kind of the thing about these matches is that it could really go either way and nothing really changes. Like the next week they could still like theoretically kick Bailey out of damage control, for example. Yeah. But yeah, but but I think that but like I said, I think that pinfall was a part of a larger narrative. You know, they're trying to paint Bailey as the weak link of the group, yeah. uh, the newly formed Damage Control. So I don't know. We'll just have to see where it goes from there. Yeah. Uh, between this match and the next match, we have a little backstage segment of everybody eating the Ruffle sponsored Ruffle pay per view Ruffle chips, and Ruffle Ruffle Ruffle. And our truth is back after a year out. Got our truth back. I actually had a pop for our truth. I love our truth. <laughs> I, I love our truth, yeah. man. Uh, it was good. Yeah. So, and then Tazawa ends the the commercial doing the uh, ruffle shuffle, which I appreciate. I love Akira Tazawa as like this comedy role. Tazawa, uh, that's nasty. That's nasty. That's nasty. Moving into <laughs> the first of two title matches, which is weird. We only have the Intercontinental and the uh, women's title because all your other champions are involved in War Games matches right now. So, mm-hmm. uh, because your top title uh, is still not coming into work. 
So between between these title matches, this one between the title matches and the War Games matches, this is actually like a really solid match for me. It is uh, the Miz versus Gunther. It is, but just given Gunther's record, I feel like this match went for seven minutes longer than it had to. Like, well, I, I understand the, Miz as the experienced like veteran, but you've mm-hmm. been showing Gunther just being so dominant and Miz loses every one of his feuds. Gunther should have just destroyed him. Yeah, it just seems to me like they gave Miz a lot more offense than I was expecting. Yes. Okay, which I thought that was interesting. You know, Miz is the latest Grand Slam champion, so they had to. Yeah. And on top of that, I think, but on the other end, I think we really kind of need to give Miz his credit, you know, for I, what it is. I, I mean, think what the Miz is. did really well. A, I think Miz is a lot better talent than most people give him credit for. I think a lot of people see that like, oh, he used to be, he was in the real world and whatever, but like, he's actually, he's, he's, he's been in wrestling longer than he's been in, than he was on reality yeah, shows at this he's point. Like, he's a master of the craft at this point. I mean, you could tell in this match, I mean, he was, uh, he was getting aggressive. He was using all the tricks against Gunther. Uh, Gunther did a really good job of selling for him. I mean, this was just a, an excellent match. You know? I also think you have to give Gunther challenges or it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like, you know, anyone can beat him. And while there's something to be said about having an unbeatable champion, I think there's a better story, especially with heel wrestlers, where it's like up, 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 up. He almost got him. He almost got but him. Like, the closest we've had to Gunther losing his title is Chad Gable. And it's like yeah. ever since then, it's just like he's looked dominant again. And I'm like, are you going to run back Chad Gable? Or are you just going to wait for somebody to arrive in your company that can be like, this is legitimate? Because I think even like Bronson Reed has gone up against him. And he's being I still Bronson. Think you back Chad Gable. You have to run like, back Chad Gable. Oh, the, only, the only person to make Gunther like look vulnerable aside from drew and Seamus in any recent memory is Chad Gable. And I was like, that that loss. I'm like, that is the opportunity. You missed the opportunity. Yeah. On top of that, I don't think you wait for Ilya Dragunov to get to the main roster. I I feel like that's what they're doing. Chad Gable. Which which I kind of feel that way too, but I don't want to, I don't want to put that feeling out there because I'm not sure if they're going to actually do that or not. I'm just like, Oh, just don't do this thing with all your titles now where all of them have like year and a half, two year reigns. Like even I know AEW's title reigns are long, but even they know no, when to pull not. the trigger. Yeah, don't, don't don't say that. They're not long. <laughs> the only one that's long right now is MJF. My definite but, but all of the all the world champions, with the exception of the whole like punk scenario, everybody's been world champion for about a year. Yeah. So MJF and Kenny Omega. I mean, everybody else was still like. T- 10 months or so like it's still almost they don't make it a few i mean seth Rollins has been champion since now um not the champions back in may so he's hitting about what the six month mark now yeah and now we're uh getting him and drew mcintyre running it back mm-hmm. but apparently we're getting him and jay uh for the next match for the world title so but uh a very interesting thing that I saw during this Gunther match. Gunther has a very specific pin when he's about to win a match. It's he'll hit the power bomb and he'll do like the like mounting, like pinning the shoulders down, like keeping the legs up. Like he just yeah. transitions from the power bomb to the pin. And he did that. And I was like, oh, match is over. And then Miz kicked out. And I was like, 
okay. I don't know if that was like something that the fans were supposed to notice or not, or if it's just something that is like, oh, I power bombed him. I'll just go for a pin attempt. Might be a cue for the ref. Yeah, because I'm like, that's his like trademark pin. It's like Rhea Ripley when she pins an opponent like that. She's going to win the match like yeah. any other pin that Rhea does is always a kick out. But if, when she pins that pin, that's when, you know, the match is over. <laughs> like, the iconic which makes it all the more out. special. It's, it's setting up that expectation for the fans to uh, when yeah. we pick up on it. And then when they do kick out of it, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, it's just who's next for who's next for Gunther at this point? Mm-hmm. I think he's gone through most of the workhorse roster. <laughs> I yep. think I think Chad runs it back, but if you if I don't know if you guys saw Raw, but uh, the Miz came by and was like, "Hey, I, I think I can beat you. I think I can beat you if you give me another chance." And then Gunther was like, "Look, I was wrong about you. You belong in the ring, just not with me." And he walked off, and that was the coldest thing anyone's ever said. Yeah, I mean, it, probably a, like a nothing segment because. I'm looking at Wikipedia to recall like the matches that recall like sure. the order of matches and all that. And they always have like an aftermath section of like, here's what happened on the raw directly after this pay-per-view. Miz and Gunther are not even mentioned in this paragraph. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's every other major storyline, but nothing for Miz and Gunther. So. I, I still think they'll run it back. Yeah. Wikipedia is allowed to be wrong sometimes. I also found Gunther um, winning this match with a lion tamer interesting. He was pulling out a lot of Jericho moves. And and, and the ironic part is that Jericho was the nine-time Intercontinental Champion. If the Miz won this match, he would tie Jericho's record. So Gunther beating the Miz with Jericho's move is kind of a nice little quirk. Yeah, it's a nice little touch. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so 12 minutes for Gunther and Miz. I think that was good enough. That or, was, uh, considering yeah. what everything else was, I think that was that was a good time. We're one third I mean, through one third of the show with that timeline. <laughs> uh, match pay per view, so we get it, it was what it was. Yeah, the next match we get an interesting uh, thing, but I think before that, uh, between these matches, we're having these little cutaways to Team Cody saying, "Hey, Randy's not here yet." The first time that happened, I instantly messaged Xavier. I'm like, it's going to be fucking CM Punk, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I was like, Randy's not going to show up. CM Punk's going to be the fifth fucking man. And it's just going to be, that's how this is going to go. And then and like, it's good because WWE has a way of telegraphing some of that stuff sometimes. And then and as the night went on, him. just more and more. I haven't seen Randy. I haven't seen Randy. And I'm just like, oh, God, they're actually fucking doing it. Like, it was just a feeling of just like, God damn it, it is going to be CM Punk. This They actually got him back. And it hits us with a one-two punch later in the night because Randy does come back. And then we get CM Punk as we get the little, like, going off the air logo, which is the last time WWE has done something like that was when Champa turned on Gargano. That was the it's last a time. It's trademark. Yeah, it's the end of that takeover. You see the copyright WWE so and so, and then it goes mm-hmm. away, and Champa starts beating the he, shit out of Gargano. He just rifles him that. into the LED wall. I'm like, damn. And they did the same thing here. It's like it's fading out. It's fading out. It's fading out. Copyright, and then 
all the personalities guitar hiffs and i was just like they fucking did it they got they he's back <laughs> like and then i instantly texted you guys in the discord i was like i have no idea where he fits into these storylines if he even does like we'll get to that. I, I got a theory about that and we'll get to that later yeah uh, uh our next match is just kind of more of a showcase match which i didn't mind but i feel like maybe a I don't know, maybe there was another match with the roster that could have gone here. But I mean, this is the kind of the storyline with Ray and them right now. This is like their match for the show. Yeah, Ray uh, Mysterio is also injured right now. So the, yeah. this is the blow off match for for, Ray, for the Ray Mysterio feud, just featuring yeah. Dragon Lee. Yeah, we also, have I think Also, I really do think Triple H is trying his best to feature more talents from Japan and Mexico. So this is kind of like the perfect showcase match to kind of uh, get the crowd introduced to them. Yeah, you also Japanese wrestlers with damage and damage control earlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we have Santos Escobar versus Dragon Lee. I think this is Dragon Lee's second TV or like main roster appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. God, I wish I had more time. I really I, do. I think so too. Seven I think minutes. They done with another like. I think they could have done with another like two minutes minimum. Seven minutes but, was not enough for this match for me. If, if it had gone like 12, 15 minutes, they probably would have cooked a lot harder. But for what we got, I thought it was pretty decent. Mm. Yeah. And this is the kind of match where it's like, hey, we're here to make Santos look strong because we're building him back into a heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Lee is still technically in NXT, so he can take the fall, but he'll make well, he'll well, make no, Santos actually, look strong. Actually, he's been moved to the main roster. Now. Oh, nice. He's on the main, he's roster. main roster talent. So it's he like, cool. SmackDown superstar. All right. So we can take Dragon Lee and we can make uh, Santos Escobar look strong. So mm-hmm. we'll do that. Uh, and yeah, this was just Lucha. And I loved it. It was good. It was a very Lucha style match. Not you a, watched any triple leg. You, you see the similarities. Yeah, not mm-hmm. a lot going on in the match itself, though. Like there is some good back and forth. Uh, and Hurricane Rana into a phantom driver for the win. Mm-hmm. A little bit of heel work, you know. Drag uh, Lee's leg gets stuck. He kicks it, the steps into it. But yeah, just a fun little seven-minute lucha match. I was like, God, I wish they had more time. I would have loved watching these guys go for like twelve, thirteen minutes. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to see Dragon Lee on the main roster more. I, I feel like this is the guy that they wanted Sin Cara to be. Yeah. Oh, they, it absolutely they, is. He, they, they've been for years looking for the next successor to Ray. You know, yeah. they tried Alberto Del Rio, Sin Cara, uh, I don't know who the hell else, or well, Samurai Del Sol. Um, I think they might have hit it finally with Dragon mm-hmm. Lee because Dragon Lee, you know, he's wrestled all over the world. Um, He's good on the you mic. say that with all the other ones. Okay, he's yeah. good on the mic. Never mind. You, we yeah. got there. <laughs> Yeah, he's good on the mic, unlike all the other ones. And uh, yeah. he's just the, you know, he's just the presence. You know, he reminds me a little bit of Ultimo Dragon. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. I could see know, that. So, I don't know. He gives me some of those vibes. And uh, I think they're going to position him to be the next big, you know, Mexican, ba- uh, big Mexican baby face after Ray, which yeah. would be a welcome addition. Oh, definitely. So I'm excited to see where he goes, you know, over the next few years. Uh, Santos is yeah. going to be a great heel. Kind of wish he still oh, had. Yeah. Kind of wish he still had his faction behind him, like an NXT. But you know, if I he's doing a solo he as a solo, as yeah. a solo star, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think they're gonna get around. I think they're gonna get around to that because I don't think they're gonna leave Santos Escobar entirely by himself. They're gonna build a new Legado del Fantasma. And for what I've been reading, you know, I read somewhere online earlier today that it might be Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo joining him, which would be fantastic. You know? That'd be interesting. Yeah, because what are they doing? They're like <laughs> they're in NXT. They're oh, okay. in NXT right now. They're not well, doing the whole Latin lover thing anymore, though. They're thank God. More, Dude, we were at that now. we were at that house show. Me and you, X, were those guys uh, that like Titantron started oh. for them, and I was like, "Who oh, the fuck yeah. are these guys?" And they came out, and I was like, "What the fuck is Angel Angel Garza doing? Like in this fucking team? Where the fuck has he been? Like, what the fuck are they doing?" I was like, "What the hell is this tag team?" They're not doing that anymore because now they got like the uh, they they got like the little scratch marks and stuff in their chest, like the uh, the American Wolves had. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards. Boo! It's, stealing boo. someone's gimmick! Boo! <laughs> boo this man. Boo! <laughs> uh, on to the next match. We have Rhea Ripley taking on Zoe Stark uh, for the women's title. And I don't know how to feel about this match because it didn't feel like it was nine minutes, but like I don't really remember a lot of it and yet neither do i i'm just like see you see here's the thing with rhea ripley matches i love rhea ripley and she she is a fun personality okay she knows her audience she knows what she is doing half the time but i feel like some of these matches are a little bit filler yeah this was this was get rhea on the show get stark some exposure since she's going to be a big Mm -hmm. player but like it was a good match. It was a good match, but like the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm like, Zoe has like just at like even level of charisma. Like she needs just a bit more to really keep me interested. Sure. Yeah. But she's also very new at this, as far as I know. Yeah, very so new. That she's there at that level already, at her level of experience. Yeah. You know, just just a couple more years, a little bit more refinement. Man. Because I, I, really I really think she got the Apollo Crews treatment. You know, she should have been NXT just a little bit longer, you know, to kind of get over with the crowd to get that exposure. So uh, build that excitement for the main roster, because every time she comes out now, this crowd seems dead. I'm like, did they not watch this girl one in NXT? She's actually really amazing in the ring. Mm-hmm. OK, she's probably one of the best in ring. Uh, she's one of the best in ring talents the women's division has right now. But. uh, Yeah, I, I, I think she, she just needed a little more. A little more exposure. It's a little longer than the other. Yeah, Yeah, because I'm looking at her her wiki page. She's been wrestling for about 10 years now. Uh, So since she was 19. Brian Danielson was wrestling for 10 years. He he wasn't that good until... Two of the names that stick out, though, is that she had a match uh, in one of the, like, indie feds with Thunder Rosa that ended in a no contest. And then uh, back in... 2020 she wrestled tanya valkyrie in another federation like time so i was like she's had a good like roster of opponents there's one thing it's one thing to be said like like we said she's a great wrestler um but they don't teach you charisma in the indies they they don't she needs just a little bit more character besides just yeah charisma is one of those things you just can't teach yeah either you have it or you don't I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this for all the faults we give WWE 
they know how to teach people. They can actually teach people how to cut a promo. Yeah, like, they can teach promos and how to have some ring presence. But at the same time, you know, it's up to you to kind of, for sure. you know, kind of bring that charisma out of you. Otherwise, yeah. you just get like Lexus King. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, so my my whole thing is like they, that's something you don't learn on the indies because all you do is look at the camera and be like, "Hey, I'm so and so. I'm gonna fight this guy at final ba- final battle." Yeah. <laughs> that's it. God, I keep going. I keep going back and I keep watching this promo from this like joke wrestling show called like Five Dollar Wrestling. And it's this guy named Freight Train, and he's calling out Eugene, if you remember him from WWE. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this Nick promo, oh god, this promo is so fucking stupid, because the guy sitting next to him just, like, starts corpsing at this guy's shit, and he's trying his hardest not to lose his shit on camera. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I, every time I hear a promo, I just, I instantly go to that promo that he cut, and I'm like, god, I, I can't believe that man, like, held on through that promo. <laughs> But uh, but imagine yeah. how Gene, mean Gene feels sometimes going through. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send it to you guys. It's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, I think Zoe needs a little bit of character work. I guess think she needs mm-hmm. to figure out who her character is. She just yeah. seems like she's woman here to wrestle, much like Eddie is. I am guy here to wrestle. Yeah. But Eddie does it in a way that's like is believable. But Zoe's like, I'm just I'm here to wrestle you tonight. Like uh. Eddie does it in a way where he actually hates the person across the ring from him because he oh, doesn't yeah. know Keith Ab is a thing. Yeah, nobody told Eddie Kingston that wrestling is fake. <laughs> <ring's like, laughs> uh, so yeah, there's there's that. So I think Zoe needs to find a character and work on it. Low key moment. Yeah, Loki, who legitimately knocked out his opponent and then continued to try to wrestle him. <laughs> <laughs> God, he like he tries to set him up in the corner. He tries to, to he tries to continue the match instead of just pinning the guy and looking like a goddamn superhero. Like, Man, listen, Loki has so many career highlights that have gone in the wrong direction. Yeah, that one like, rap he did in NXT. I remember, I keep forgetting that Loki was actually in WWE. Yeah, it was Caval. Like, Caval. Yeah, it was for it was like for a. Brief moment in 2010, I think, because if you had blinked, you would missed it. Yeah, I keep forgetting that he also, I think, got fired from New Japan because he wrestled in yeah. Agent 47's like suit outfit, and yeah. Anoki did not want people wrestling in street clothes. Like he wanted you to actually have like ring gear, <laughs> but Loki was like, last minute, like I'm gonna put on this suit and go out there and wrestle. Well, that explains why John Moxley um had ring gear in New Japan. Yeah. yeah. So- I think it was something like that. Like he wants you to have like ring gear, not like day, not normal clothes. Yeah. So he was like, he did that. And I think Anoki, I think I remember reading like Anoki was pissed off and fired him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, another win for Rhea continuing to make her look strong. Uh, I guess Zoe looks strong. She won the battle royale uh, to get to this point. So they are kind yeah. of positioning her already. So we'll have to there see was how it wasn't an expected win either. Like, we, yeah, because there was there were some hitters in that in that battle royal. Yeah. So we'll see the slow burn. See how it goes as you know the years go on. Zoe Stark's definitely a future champion, though. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think she she's gonna figure out who her character is and what she is in. 
As soon as she gets over that hump, you know, and she gets a little more exposure, she's going to be a top talent. Yeah. But, you know, For sure. we'll see. So let's talk about this men's war game match because this was the most overbooked stuff in the best way. <laughs> like, it really was. There was uh, a lot going on. You first start off with the team of Judgment Day who have employed Drew McIntyre and him and Damian Priest seem to be having some issues because... I like the storyline going into this of, like, <clears throat> you're part of the people who beat, who put me on the shelf. I want to beat your ass. I yeah. like that storyline. And even if, like, even though the Usos weren't together and it was a, so, it was a solo Sokoa because that was the stipulation they put on the match. Yeah. They were yeah. still in, they were still in that match. They still they still tried to sneak in, and they got kicked out. And that's when Solo came in, yeah, and and, and walloped them. And that's yeah, truly I, what put them on the shelf. Because like I couldn't remember if the Usos were at Clash at the Castle or not. They I couldn't were. remember that at all because I was like, wait, wasn't Jay and Jimmy just not there? Yeah. So okay, so they were there. They were they were I, as far as I can remember, they were there. Uh, they snuck in um, and tried to you know try to get tried to do some shit to Drew and got kicked yeah. out. And then that's um, when Solo made his debut. That's and, when Solo yeah. debuted and killed Drew and yeah. put Drew on the shelf. So there's talk about a plan from Damian Priest who he wants Drew to remember the plan and all that. And we see that there is still no Randy Orton. There is a four against five match. And everybody's starting to feel a little uneasy. Seth is wondering if Randy's even going to show up. And Sammy's, you know, being the reassuring friend to Jay, like he always has been. And I kind of like this Avengers of the Faces that they've put together here. Yeah. Like, just Sammy Zayn, just Jay Uso, Cody, Randy, Seth. Like, everybody has their, like, little niche that they fill here. Yeah, um, I remember uh, a meme floating around on uh, social media that says they could all be like a, a Doctor Who. I shared that picture with it. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah. tweet that went around, and it's like Seth in his fabulous outfit, and then Sammy in like his flannel, and Cody in like his detective like trench coat, and JSO in like his normal clothes. It's like technically all four of these characters could be Doctor Who. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> just all that. I was like, that's they, actually they, they really funny. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so this match is just wild. <laughs> like, uh, there's again, a lot going on. I this is one of the notes. this is one of those matches where I'm like, I just can't take notes for this. There's so much. There's mm -hmm. oh yeah, uh, Drew's like single minded quest to destroy Jay. Uh, I respect it. I yeah, respect having a hater like that. Yeah, uh, you have JD taking a great RKO after Randy sh does show up. They, they basically just sacrificed JD. They, they, JD fucking they died. Him. Uh, you had the bull rope like hitting, I think, Finn in the balls. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. that or Dom. Uh, but before that, there was some tension from Seth and Cody asking if, you know, is Randy going to be here? So really, really building up uh, to it. I, I do want to know why randy was late though like was he just smoking traffic. a joint in the back or something he's smoking a bowl in the back probably <laughs> traffic <laughs> the traffic traffic yeah uh traffic. Traffic. so traffic <laughs> when time comes for randy to come in there's nothing and it just kind of lingers there for a second 
and then Rhea's music hits or the Judgment Day music hits and she comes running down with the briefcase and I got excited. Yeah, I, I was like, too. this would be a great turn for ever, all these storylines. You get the belt on Damien. Cody and Seth now hate each other again because he feels that Cody lost him the title. Mm-hmm. They lose the war games. And it's like, OK, cool. Now what happens when Randy does come back? You know, it's like, is Cody going to be pissed at him? Is it going to turn into like a Jay Randy thing? But and then Randy just pops up. But then Randy shows up later. and everybody goes fucking ecstatic. And I go ecstatic because he looks in great fucking shape. He looks, he looks yoked. You yeah. can't, you genuinely, genuinely cannot tell that this man just fused parts of his back together. Yeah. Uh, he lost an inch in height. Yeah, it's just. The crowd goes nuts for Randy, and I went nuts for Randy. I I love that it's, Randy's back. It's really fu- it's really funny because we were all like, "Oh man, Chicago's gonna boom out of the building," but it's Randy. Everyone yeah. loves Randy. Everybody loves Randy. Randy is at that point in his career now where everybody is just gonna cheer him no matter what, yeah. even if he turns heel. Yeah, I mean, I remember sure. in twenty twenty, he was an evil ass. He was uh, putting everybody in the head, but you know, yeah. over time, everybody just. Say like, you know what we love Randy no matter how bad he is how evil he can be because he's just you know? so consistent like yeah he's a consistent character wise anytime he's in a tag team he makes it worthwhile like he's great to watch in the ring his matches can get a little boring because I mean he is just like a very classic wrestler but oh, also loved it oh on top of that also loved that whole um hanging DDT everybody did that was that you was a, that yeah. was cute that was, that was a nice cool. tribute. I don't know what he was saying, but like when Randy set up, I guess I think Finn to do it. Like he was yelling something in the crowd and like being really animated about it before he hit it. And I'm like, he looks like he's happy to be back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he looks like he's having a good time. And it showed this, that on the. This, is, this is probably his last run. It probably and, is. You know, so he's probably going to just enjoy it while he can. And I mean, that yeah. was the uh, thing on Monday when he came out. You know, he was clearly getting emotional before he did his pose, like on the. Or anything. I mean, this guy's been out for what a year now. Yeah. So uh, eighteen months, a year and a half. Yeah. So I mean, the fact that he can even come back is probably a big deal for him. I would have hated having him end his career, you know, not on his terms or anything like that. Especially after the career he's had, it would have mm-hmm. been tragic. So the fact that he's back is fantastic. Uh, Good for him. There is some teases of Randy and Jay, but they set it all aside to do the match. And we get some closure on that, too, on Monday, where Jay apologizes, but Randy says they're cool as long as he's not in the bloodline. So Randy's letting yeah, he, bygones be bygones. Unlike uh, Drew, which happens in that same segment later. Yeah, he's still going to. Yeah. He he challenges Seth because he's like, you made me lose. I want a rematch from Crown Jewel. And he's like, sorry, Jay has his title shot first. And that and makes Drew pissed. Makes him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the face team wins. Team Cody wins, which again is kind of weird because you have undisputed champions on the other team, and Damian Priest is the one taking the pin, not Dominic or JD. Mm. So it's well, this like, happens all the time. Is the person who has money in the bank is going to take a few more pins because they can take it. It's going to at, at any one point. At any one point, they'll just instantly gain credibility. It is going to be such a it's going to hit so crazy when Drew, maybe Drew eventually takes the belt off Seth and then instantly loses it to Damien. 
like it's that'd gonna be that'd be an interesting would, like triple turn it would just be like okay now mcintyre's just insane because this keeps happening to him <laughs> like every, you know, every, 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 every fashion like we're ever back, we're getting back to the scottish psychopath here yeah <laughs> path back uh, i'm into it and as we were talking about before the show started or maybe it was after the breeze started recording but we get a nice little like everybody's finishing up in the ring you know they're all cheering everybody's welcoming each other back we got copyright logo on the bottom cameras mm-hmm. fading out and then the lights turn and cult of personality hits and chicago goes crazy and cm punk with the most lifeless eyes comes out <laughs> to his home city and i'm like this man came crawling back from that look in his eyes <laughs> That's that look in the eyes where you haven't slept and you have to get up for work in the morning. Yes. Uh, All three of us know what that is. Yep. Everything. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that wasn't shown on the air, but a lot of stuff that showed up on social media. You have Seth like freaking the fuck out and like yelling at him and flipping him off and cursing at him. Uh, it's a work. It's a work. It's definitely a work. Uh, they have him listed as a free agent under their ro- their internal roster, apparently. So he's going to show up on every fucking show that he wants to show up on. Hey, y'all, guess who that first feud is going to be against? Rollins. Probably. Obviously. And he's probably yeah. going to lose, which I think is uh-huh. Triple H fucking with him at this point, honestly. He's going to be so pissed. It's, un- it's unconfirmed, but we shared it before we started recording that apparently there's a behavior clause in his contract now. If if that's I, true, that's fucking hilarious. I don't believe that. That's I not. I don't either. But if this is for the I, sake of argument, says it is. Sure, I would not laugh at. Yeah, it. It's a, it has to be. Con- it has yet to be confirmed. But some in W were told by higher ups that they have a behavior clause associated with his contract, and I'm like, I would believe it, but it sounds so petty that this sounds like something Triple H would do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I. And then his promo that he came back was very similar to his AEW promo. Um, I didn't. I mean, you know, it's, you you were gone for I don't I don't know how long he was out from from brawled in to now. Yeah. But he was out for a while. Yeah. And then, yeah, I didn't. Because I it, think it, the it didn't hit the same. We, yeah, like the last time we saw CM Punk, you know, was all in in uh, London. Yeah. He did his okay, last the, his uh, match against Joe. And then there was the issue with Jack Perry, you know, who um he was also at this moment, I guess, you know, out still. Yeah, yeah. the devil mask. Probably. Twitter's and, I, um, I, I keep seeing it. I'm like, if it's not punk, they're gonna be like, oh god, it might be Jack Perry. And I'm like, I cannot wait for the meltdown. <laughs> because oh, fit, because fittingly, during the feud for the four pillars, this would fall in line with shit that MJF told him. Like, you have to, you know, be something bigger. And I'm like, oh, my God, this would be the greatest payoff. It just melt down fucking Twitter. <laughs> it would be so mm-hmm, funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, Twitter is going to have a collective shit fit in a minute. Jack Perry <laughs> is revealed as the devil in that company. I, I, I saw an interesting theory that it's not one person, but it's like everyone that's been speculated so far. Yeah. I've heard I, at I, one point it might be Britt Baker also, which... I, I don't it. know how I'd feel about that. Adam Cole, come back home, goddammit. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's still going. Uh, but he comes back, and it's, it, it, WWE's like, 
first hour of Raw going to be commercial free. And everybody's like, oh, sweet, we're going to get to see CM Punk. But no, CM Punk comes in at the end of hour three to cut a promo to really end the show. So it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like he, um, he had like a face ish promo and then said such a heel thing of like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. They were saying like he hasn't wrestled in 10 years. And I'm like, oh, they're just straight up not acknowledging anything he's no, done in AEW. <laughs> he's like, he hasn't wrestled in 10 smart years. <laughs> it's a smart move, though. Yeah, for sure. Smart move. Oh, I think, like, well, when asked about like with Tony Khan, like he's like, I can't legally talk about it. I bet he had to tell him it's like, I have an NDA with AEW that I cannot talk about them. <laughs> like disparagingly, yeah. like I'm pretty sure there is like a non-disparage like clause. And if, if, and if he has an NDA, the Bucks have an NDA. Pay, That's why pay, Tony's like, I NDA. cannot legally talk about this. Tony does. Yeah. Did y'all see that? Did y'all see that report that that finally came out after a fucking year? That said, um, that said that Brian Danielson was on the team. That he, yes, he was a member of the disciplinary committee alongside like AEW's lawyers and other people. I, I do. I was gonna say I want to clarify that that it doesn't mean Danielson said get his ass out of here. He recommended it to Tony. Yes, to, uh, he didn't make the he didn't make the decision to fire him then and there. He just recommended to Tony, hey, it is in your best interest to get rid of this guy. I don't believe you can have a more unbiased individual on that team. Yeah, for sure. I, Daniel Bryan is the person who's like, I am looking at this from a purely wrestling business standpoint. Yeah. And, and I really do. He, he's one of those people that you really need on that roster right now. AEW needs a Brian Danielson to be in these kind of roles of leadership because if that, I think if that roster would just kind of take to him more, it would go in a much better direction. I think I think he's well respected in that locker room anyway. You know. Yeah. He did I would train listen. Jay Cargill. I would listen to Daniel Bryan. Didn't do shit with her, but well, you know. I mean, AEW didn't do a damn thing with her, but obviously Danielson was trying to help her. I mean, they, they, these are people you need back there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I wish some of the younger talent and I think the younger talent just needs to start leaning on the veterans more in AEW and it'll start going in a different direction. But I there's yeah. there's uh, there's got to be a balance here, right? Because yeah. we've got a little robotic with WWE, right? Where everyone's kind of following the machine yeah. and just working off scripts and stuff. But on AEW, I think it's a little too loosey goosey for my for my taste. Of like, yeah. you know, the 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 prisoners are in, are in charge of the of the prison, so to speak. Yeah, I think um, AEW needs a little more structure. I think they need a little more structure. I think WWE needs a little less structure. Yeah, yeah, but somebody There's was gonna point, be like a bounce we hit somewhere. God, the takes I saw on Twitter, it's like, why is Tony Khan letting a wrestler dole out these decisions? And somebody's like, do you know what Undertaker used to do in WWE? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he look was up wrestler's court. Look up wrestler's court. He did the exact same thing that Daniel Bryan, that Brian Danielson did, except it was not in an official company capacity. It, it was the official company capacity, and also. If you heard about some of the shit that they did in the 90s, uh, you would also want Undertaker as your judge. Yeah, Undertaker was also like that kind of respect person who would just be like, you fuck up. And he just comes to you. He's like, stop. And you'd be like, mm. you got it. <laughs> it it's, really, it's really funny that he got to that role because he, I, I saw an interview where he, he was talking about the first time his first match in WWE was against um, uh, Coco Beware. Yeah, and he he piled, he did this tombstone and he hit like a little too close to the mat, 
like almost and almost gave almost gave Coco Beware a stinger. Yeah. And and after the match, they they go to the back and Coco's just hot. And, and Undertaker's like, oh crap, crap! I have I I have heat with someone. So you know he tries to talk it out with them, and, and they hash it out. And he's like, stop that. <laughs> so you know he he learned his lesson, and that's how, that is the lesson he teaches to, pe- to he taught to other people. Yeah, and on top of that, he and then he he would later readjust you know the tombstones now yeah so into the what it was today. So yeah, I mean Undertaker had to go through those, that stuff himself, mm-hmm. but. He leaned on all that experience, and that's why, you know, years later, you know, when he was like the big veteran who's been there for 20 years, everybody would just lean towards The Undertaker because of those past experiences like that. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be hilarious to argue with Coco Beware, his parrot, like, just yelling everything back at you guys. Probably. <laughs> like, it's like the parrot had to have, like, thrown in some thoughts in that <laughs> argument. But, uh, but yeah, so... CM Punk hits, comes back. I people are like, "Oh, AEW's dead." And it's like, no, they're not. They're doing great right now. They're CM Punk, fine. If he's coming back for the money, I can respect it. But he does look respect, like it. Yeah, for sure. He does look like an enormous hypocrite, uh, especially if he was like shooting in promos on other places. He wasn't. And but I'm just like also looking at his face and I'm seeing it. I'm like, this man is not happy to be here. Like. This man's like, God, I have to go to work. <laughs> like, it's that feeling that we all have every day. Just yeah, all of us have that feeling. CM Punk just CM Punk just rolling in, just like, fuck, I gotta go back to work now. You you, just, you can just see the lifelessness in his eyes. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be phoned in until they give him something that he can, like, truly enjoy. Mm-hmm. But like, part of me yeah. feels like his just his energy coming into that. I was like, this man is just like, I'm just here now so i guess i might as well do this yeah because the thing is like to pose your question from earlier is like where does he fit in with this um with this current roster um obviously they're gonna have to give him his place in the main event you know because he is a big draw people will pay to see cm punk because you know he still has his fan base out there yeah but on top of that at the same time you kind of have to toe the line and be careful with this because you know you got a lot of up-and-comers you know that are starting to get hot in WWE. I think you need to tread carefully with this because, you know, as long as CM Punk behaves and, you know, he's not trying to, you know, steal somebody in there's top trying to jump in front of somebody, it'll be fine. You know, let the things come to um place him where he should be, but just be aware that you also have other talent that are on the rise like Damian Priest and Gunther and such. Yeah. Maybe put them against those guys as well. That's what is gay me i'm like he it's a, such a bloated like world championship picture now because out of your three titles only one's showing up at work so you have to focus on that one until it's like he a special gotta, event occasion where you know roman will come in for a thing like he's supposed to be at the royal rumble it, so it, i'm it like that, are they going to feed punk it, to him at royal rumble like is uh, that, no i, I, I Keep I'm in mind, sure, but, uh, they have one pay-per-view in December, and it's NXT. They don't have a pay-per-view all of December. Yeah, and then they have, and then the Royal Rumble is like early January, I think, is like but, mi- early to mid. But then it's like, do you have him win the Rumble, like, or do you just have him there? It's like, hey, we have CM Punk back. Listen, oh, as long as it, as long as they late don't put January, him, as long as they don't put him against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, that would be fine because only one person, and I think. 
This is the only person you have to pull the Cody trigger. It has to be Cody. They have to pull the trigger on that. So you can't abandon that because Punk's back. Cody, I know you're trying to finish a story, but this is this isn't becoming like a short lived real life series. It's becoming one piece, my guy. You need to. (laughs) It's like I need. I'm like I need Cody Rhodes' story to be like a five volume manga that has a definitive like story start to finish. I don't need it to be this thing of like how far can I stretch this. No, we can't stretch this any farther. Cody, Cody has to win at WrestleMania against wait, Roman. Wait, okay. Go X, I see it now. Cody's entire character is I'm going to keep chasing this title. Yes, there are <laughs> yeah. other mid carders who have made that their entire career. <laughs> I'm never yeah. going to win these titles. I'm going to be here for my entire contract chasing this title. Mikey Whipwreck and ECW kept doing that. It Eventually like, won. Yes, yeah. but, but, I mean, but, like, it, but then ECW folded with the right yeah. character. That could be like a great thing. Like, I think like, again, going back to Chad Gable, like if Chad Gable just kept winning enough to like pursue Gunther in that title, like that win would hit so different because like we love Chad Gable. I think he's yeah, incredibly I mean, underappreciated in I mean, the company. Imagine, it, it was like that with Ilya Dragunov in NXT when he was chasing Gunther for the NXT UK title. Yeah. And this was going on for like what a year or so. So when he finally won that title at that pay per view, I can't remember which one it was. It Daniel just Liver? it just delivered. The crowd went crazy. So yeah. yeah, maybe build up to a moment like that. But Cody has to go over Roman at WrestleMania. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Yeah. Okay, we're just gonna drag this thing out with him forever. So I'm just like. Fuck, now we're throwing this whole like new like top draw wild card into this, and I have no idea where the fuck this goes. I have no idea where he goes. I don't know like where on the Mortal Kombat totem pole he's slided into. Like, is he above Damian Priest now in terms of like their booking? Is like it's just one of those things I'm like Damian Priest, I think, needs to be the guy to take it off of Seth. Yeah. Like it just it helps his credibility if it comes off of Seth. Or if he cashes in on Punk, that'd be fine, too. Oh, dude. Punk beats Rollins. WrestleMania celebrates. Damian Priest comes down, cashes in. <laughs> that'd be funny as shit. The biggest face turn, or biggest heel turn, or face turn, depending on how people feel about Punk at that point in time. It's just... Man, all I know is Twitter would collectively explode. Anything that makes... Or, or what was it called? It? X now? Anything that makes X explode. Okay. Yeah. I'm dead naming uh, Twitter. I don't have respect for companies. Yeah. Elon Musk does I, I, not I, deserve I'm it. I'm just ready for the chaos <laughs> is all I'm ready for. That's all I want. I just want to see that. I want to see absolute bedlam on this Elon app. Okay. What's far as progressing Twitter goes. That tweet I sent you guys earlier, it popped back up on my feed again. That tweet I sent you earlier about the whole behavior clause. I'm looking at that picture of CM Punk, and that's the kind of picture it's like if they're doing like a showcase of like an indie restaurant in town like that looks like one of the guys who would run it he's doing like the arm pose and everything it's like welcome to my restaurant <laughs> and that's all i see <laughs> on this punk like wwe is not taking any good photos of punk yet no <laughs> i'm literally begging them to hire a decent photographer you need better renders wwe <laughs> yeah Jesus. where's the moving graphics what happened? Like WWE did them like very briefly after AEW started, but then AEW like stopped. Like, where are the moving graphics? 
Oh the, yeah, the 2000s era WWE graphics. Yeah, yeah, it's like here's the title match, and it's like two people like setting up, like doing their pose, and then it like freeze frames. Like, I was like, God, you guys did that for like a month, and then you stopped, and it's just like, why, why are we here? <laughs> like, I think I think they save it for a certain time. Yeah, but all in all, uh, not a bad show. Like, I did feel like it was just a few matches that were like. Eh, okay, in the middle of it, but these two war game matches did deliver. Yeah, they were. I think both of them were very solid matches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I love the format of these like double ring cage matches, whether it be bloody guts or war games. I think they can do with getting rid of the ropes for the for the 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 you know. I think they need little, to talking about like connecting all the ropes. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think they I need think they to do, do getting rid of those ropes. I think they need to do something to. Yeah, like you can set up a change of like, hey, we're just going to extend and, you know, we just have this metal plate, which could still be used for stuff. But yeah, the back and forth ropes is just kind of like But see, eh. the thing is, I, I think they keep that because they still have all the other matches that are not war yeah, games. But you need to probably set it up that it can be adjustable like yeah. on a fly. Yeah, I don't have you guys have been. Have, you guys have been to TV tapings. You see where they're in there and they're fixing the ropes. Yeah, they get stuff. that shit done. Like, like, like 30 guys changing all those. Yeah, they get that shit done in like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I'm saying is they can do they can just do that again. Yeah. They could. Yeah. And it's just like. Yeah, so I think the presentation could do some work like with the ring setups and make it a little less awkward for those middle. Like ropes and everything, but. I love this match type, and I know that it's just going to get wackier and wackier. I'm actually surprised Survivor Cody Rose didn't moonsault off the top like he did against Wardlow. Survivor Series has always been the uh, multi-man matchup, you know, pay-per-view. So I'm glad to see that that continues on in the area of premium live events. Because they haven't given us another Elimination Chamber. Like, I mean, they a are, big... They're well, doing they are in Australia. In yeah, Perth. I think the the last one was the one where Gargano and Seth jumped Austin Theory in his cell, which was I think earlier this year. Yes. Yeah. Where they just like he's joking Gargano and Seth opens the back and like Gargano's just and they just jump him inside his little cell. You have the camera too, like the perfect camera set up to just see Austin Theory getting mugged. And but, he, it, so basically, Dominic was the second person to get banked in the cage this year. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see where all this goes now. You know, you have a new Drew storyline. Where does Judgment Day go? Uh, Will Damien successfully cash in at any point? (laughs) So I feel like it's to the point now. It's like, shit, we backed ourselves into a corner. Give it to (laughs) Damien. Like, yeah, the get out of the get out of corners free card. That is money in the bank. Yeah. But I think Damien's proved his worth as somebody who deserves a title reign. Absolutely. I mean, if he hasn't, who has? Yeah, like this man has given everything for this company this year. It has been a fantastic year for Damien Priest. He still has one of my favorite matches this year with Bad Bunny at Backlash. It's so good. Like it, it's it's stupid. There's no reason for it to be that good. It and really th- shouldn't. Yeah, it's just it's wild. Yeah, Damien Priest has come a long way, you know, from uh. <laughs> You know, doing the whole split personality thing a couple of years ago to where he is now. Um, he's going to be a champion. I, they're going to get this cash in, you know, situation. I think he cashes in at WrestleMania. Maybe. Not a champion. Know, but 
something. Yeah. Night of the Champions. Yeah, he'll he'll probably be the second person to cash in at WrestleMania behind Seth. Yeah. I would love it if that's the change, though. Seth loses to Punk. Punk has it for five minutes. <laughs> and then Priest just clocks him, starts yeah. him acting with the title. He just goes, oh, so that's how that feels. Yeah. Yeah, because he did it twice. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, a good pay-per-view. Not the most, you know, overly exciting one that we've had this year. No. But it's all a decent pay-per-view. I'm, I'm going to be curious as we get more premium live events that go into other countries, uh, how that how those crowds react, because they haven't gotten some of them have never gotten uh, any kind of premium live event. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see how they how they react. I think the one in France is going to be wild because uh, I don't think WWE has gone to France that much mm-hmm. in the company, whole company's history. So I think that crowd is going to be super hot. To get a pay-per-view in May. Yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. Uh, they have the London one. Uh, they have Wembley Arena, I believe. Right? They have one of the Wembleys. Yeah. And then we have the Australia show, I believe. Yeah, that's Elimination Chamber, I think, in February. Dude, it's going to be Perth. Oh, I God, think we ripped the main events that one. What got me is Punk's promo about the uh, like Saudi blood money. And everything, and I'm like, I hope he wasn't shooting and actually just working people because he has to go to those shows now. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, twice a year. To... Yeah, it's like, hey, punk, you gotta go. <laughs> like, it's like Crown Jewel and whatever the hell they decide to throw in uh, Saudi Arabia. So I hope he's ready for that one. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Or maybe he just might choose to opt out, opt out like Sami Zayn did, you know. Well, That's Sami Zayn right. was at the last one, well, he was, he was at the last two, but. Before he was just opting out of those things. He, I guess, you know, because of his personal convictions, he didn't want to go. But I think yeah. he's all right now. So the last two, he was there. But yeah, I got nothing else to talk about this show. Nah, I've got nothing. I'm good. I think I'm just, I'm just getting worn out on Judgment Day. I'm like, I understand. Like, it's so weird. I don't know what it is about like WWE faction storylines. But well, they just kind of lose me like several weeks in where if it's like if I'm watching an AEW like fra- uh, faction storyline, I'm kind of hooked, but probably because I feel like they do different stuff each week. But I still kind of want to go through each week of SmackDown and Raw and how many of these main events were Judgment Day tag team versus Cody team tag team. <laughs> I'm just like, I think it's just the, the repetition of it is just what's wearing me out about it. Yeah. Because how many main events can you have of Cody and Jay versus Judgment Day, Sammy and Jay versus Judgment Day? Yeah, and and that only goes so far before people do start to get tired of it. But um, I think with CM Punk back in the mix, you're gonna maybe see a little bit less of that. Hopefully, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, so I just feel like well, it's at least mix it up a little bit. It's like, hey, yeah. we gotta fill TV time, so let's just put all of our big guys up there. And it's like you can still find a way to make it a little bit a little bit spicy. A little mm-hmm. more interesting. We need a little more seasoning. Yeah, a little more seasoning. But yeah, so next is next for WWE is Royal Rumble, I believe. Uh, uh, yes. And then next month we have World's End for AEW, uh, which is going to be interesting considering that MJF is going to be wrestling with an injury. 
So He's been wrestling with an injury. We're probably going to get a Samoa Joe world title run, which would be sweet. I would actually appreciate that if they have to put MJF on the shelf a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Joe is a tr- very trustworthy champion. Uh, somebody you can put a belt on and he will deliver the product that you needed him to deliver. He did it in NXT. He did it in TNA. So. It'll be great. In Ring of Honor. In Ring of Honor. He is. He knows business. But yeah, so we'll be back in December uh, for World's End, and we'll be back in January for Royal Rumble, and then I think we have, like, one episode a month. Uh, with the exception of, like, every few months, I think we'll get an AEW one also. Mm-hmm. So, in that meantime, we'll have more wrestling stuff on the other podcast eventually, as we talk to Haley about wrestling and right. her budding uh, interest in it, it seems. So... Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. Yeah, we're, we're getting so good at these outros. <laughs> like, we're a well-oiled machine of we people are. who definitely need more sleep. I, Follow the link. I, I came straight from work into this, so I am particularly both, exhausted. Uh, both, but we all did. We all did. We That's all why did. X is in a robe. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, comfortable. And- because it is crispy out here, and uh, I'm comfortable now. So I work yeah. manual labor. I've been outside since 6.30 this morning. So I actually need to get up because I've been sitting here for way too long. Because yeah. this is where I work. So we're going to go. We'll see you guys in December. Thanks all for watching. All the links are in the description, as always. If you're watching this on I'll Spotify. Yeah. If, you, <laughs> if you're watching this or listening to this on Spotify, watch it on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, we also have Spotify. If you're driving and you want to hear us during your lonely commute to work. Uh, We have a bunch of different ways for you to listen. So we will catch you all later and see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Have a good night. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Squared Triangle. Find us wherever you get your podcasts under the Without Context Podcast. Find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at WC Network.